Okay, so here again for another episode of of the Dare Show podcast, right? That's what we're all here for. Um, Nanobia Washington. I think that's how you say her first name, aka Brooklyn Tidal Wave. Y'all, I cannot believe she died. Um. I think this is probably like two weeks ago now. I didn't talk about it last week. I forgot to mention it. Brooklyn Tidal Wave, the influencer, the hilarious woman, the meme worthy woman, the Brooklyn uh, ray of sunlight that came to us. in I think it was like 2014, 15 or something like that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe she passed away. Um, It's very sad. It's very sad. Like, it was very confusing because she was only 38. And I was reading and I saw that the New York investigation, the the police investigation, it's, first of all, I think there was like two conflicting reports or several conflicting reports. But the police saying that she, fell they found her um dead on like the ground in front of a building and they're saying that she like fell like six stories or six not feet i'm guessing the stories she fell six stories down from a building and that is just very it's heartbreaking but it's also like there was no evidence of, like, foul play or something like that. Like, no bruising or, like... Like, it just doesn't make sense. Why would she just kill herself? I don't... I don't understand, you guys. Is, it would have been a suicide, then. It would have been a suicide headline, or shoot, if it was suicide. But I think they said they think somebody... The the police part said okay. I'm maybe I'm just confusing because one part said one one part was like somebody might have pushed her, but then it was like they didn't say when it was any evidence of anybody around her in that last part that I read. I probably should just talk to one. <laughs> Brooklyn Tidalway, shout out to her, shout out to her family. Um, it's like this ray of sunlight and fun is gone. You know, I felt like that when, um, what's her name? When Maya Angelou passed away, passed on to whatever is next, um, when she went on, I was like, oh my gosh, who's going to give us, because Maya was always tweeting some good shit, always telling us some good, comforting things. I feel like Iyala kind of does that now. I'm like, who's gonna like comfort uh, comfort us? I think I remember like when the I think it was the Newtown shooting. She gave us some good words. <sighs> so sad. Also, you know another one other shocking um, passing into the next um, that shocked me so much was uh, Tina Marie, right? Because it was like the early days of Twitter. 
she was tweeting and she had like it was like christmas it's oh my gosh it's almost like the anniversary because it was it was like christmas eve or something like that and she was tweeting and tweeting and then she was like and i saw her tweet she's like good night y'all or whatever and then the next morning they say she passed away i was just like what she was just tweeting last night i can't this is too much life is too much so let's move along but shout out to brooklyn tidal wave the most hilarious meme worthy person and probably so like relevant wise right five six years later um still very heavy So, Mariah Carey, right? Mariah Carey has... She put out a new song. What's the name of that damn song? As you can tell, I don't particularly particularly like it. It's just like... It's a lot going on in the song. And for some reason, every time I listen to a new song, to my, on my phone, it sounds like the... uh mixing is off or something and it's like everything sounds drowned like nothing sounds clear and i'm like is it the singing is it the mixing is it my phone but i think maybe it's my ears so i'm like yeah, it takes me a, f- a few seconds to fall in love at christmas that's the name of the song it takes me a few moments to like get into it um it's with kirk franklin and khaled uh Okay, just some random stuff. Um, Kirk Franklin, Mariah Carey, Khaled. The song starts off like uncomfortably low to listen to. Like his his vocals are very low, and it's just like he's harmonizing. I think it's a two part harmony. It's kind of uncomfortable. Um, and then you get into her part. She gives some good, like, harmonies on um, her verses. And then I think, like, you know, at the end, it's just, like, this gospel moment accompanied by and probably orchestrated by Kirk Franklin. I don't think Khalid, Khalid, Khalid is on the rest of the song, right? After, like, two, two, after like the two minutes, I think he's gone off of the song into, um, as we get into the, you know, praise break with Kirk Franklin. And I'm just like, okay, thanks for that. She gives a good, cute, whistle moment. Moment. I don't know. I just don't really care for another like Christmas song by Mariah. It's a very catchy. I'm not gonna lie. It's very catchy. It's very affectionate, uh, an affectionate tone to it. Um, it's not. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, I. Nobody's really talking about it still. Um, she did announce this morning that she collaborated with... She's collaborating with McDonald's. <laughs> Y'all, this is the ghetto shit ever. Ghetto for the holidays. That's what she's going to call her next album. Because, like, what is this, Mariah? Why are we doing a collaboration with... Who is it? McDonald's. That is so... It's just... Uh, it's so good. Because McDonald's... I see, you know, McDonald's... They got some cheap-ass food. The food probably isn't even real. I don't... You know, I don't eat out a lot. 
or I don't, I don't like to, I don't like cooking that much either, but I do, when I cook, I like cooking, but when I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it, but this McDonald's deal came out of nowhere, and I saw, like, the tweets early this morning, and I wasn't really paying attention, because there was just, like, kind of, like, random shit they were tweeting each other, I just, like, wasn't paying attention, because it was just, like, okay, you know, just random shit here, but... Now, I, then I looked on, like, Instagram, and I'm like, oh, you're actually having a deal with McDonald's. And I don't think it's a, it's not, a, like, a deal to, it's not, like, her, you know, her, her collaborating, creating, like, things. It's just, I think it's, like, uh, like a deal, like a Mariah deal. Uh, today, you can get this with this with that, or that with that with this on this next day, or something like that. It's not, like, actual food being made which i kind of thought it kind of was at first but then i read but still anyways this mcdonald's deal is so ghetto but take on that ghetto check girl <laughs> um and also what is with this like food collaborations with these um companies these i mean and celebrity collaborations with these companies although i really did enjoy the hottie sauce someone else i know didn't particularly enjoy it but, I've seen mixed reviews online uh, about the hottie sauce. I liked it. Like, I want to go get some more, but I don't want to, like, buy Popeyes, right? Because Popeyes, where I live, I think I said this a couple weeks ago or something. Popeyes, or maybe I tweeted it. Popeyes, where I live, is very dry, cold. The service I went is bad. The chicken sandwich, when the first chick when the chicken sandwich first came out, they were amazing. They were so tasty. This new batch, you know, after that you know, they had the um what's it called? <laughs> they had that phenomenon and then they had to like find some chickens to kill. And that took like six months, eight months. So when that eight months was over and they came back it was just like, what is this? This does not taste like what I had two months ago. So, you know, the fish sandwich was pretty good. The chicken nuggets, I I, I, I like that they're expanding their um their horizons, their menu. I, I do, enjoy, I appreciate that. But the chicken nuggets, they were like tiny and flavorless. But that hottie sauce, that hottie sauce is something I do want to go get. It's sweet, it's spicy, it's like a, another like flavor palette, flavor, um, what's the word, flavor, it's another flavor palette that I did enjoy. I enjoyed that. I didn't get the Sweetie Mill, but yeah, this, this Mariah collaboration, it just reminded me of... Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce, or after dinner. Warm Georgia, crispy chicken. Miss Mary J. Who's going on tour? I think she's releasing a song this month. Or next month. And then album next year. Going on tour, I believe, next year. I think we're like D-Nice. The um producer, I mean the DJ. So, yeah. Falling in love at Christmas. And then, like, at the end of Falling in Love, they do this, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I couldn't... 
I can audibly hear what they were saying. So I'm just like, what? It's just, Mariah. Mariah, this isn't this isn't the one, sweetie. You gotta. And where's this Clark sister song? Come on now. We got some music. I'm guessing she's putting out another album. I don't know. Why does she do this? What is this for? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really care for Christmas music right now. We're almost at Thanksgiving. We have another week and a half. I think. Or two weeks ish um, until Christmas. I'm ready for some food. I'm gonna make this uh, crab dip. I think we're gonna have some ribs, just you know, untraditional, which I'm glad. Uh, although I do love turkey, I, I love a turkey wing, I love a turkey breast. I love, I enjoy it like a cooked whole piece of turkey, not necessarily like a turkey sandwich or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this crab dip. Crab, oh, <laughs> crab dip! I'm gonna make um, Christmas. It's not that cold. Cold, like it's been, like it's kind of warm today here in the south. Uh, so it's not that cold right now. So I'm like, uh, I do want to get some like Christmas attire. Uh, so yeah, that's that on Christmas. So, Patty, right? Mariah's godmother. Last week I told you guys that she was talking to Congress on behalf of, like, getting better um, attention and help for diabetes and low-income communities or um, disparaged communities or black and brown communities. And she, I I guess she talked to him. I don't really know. (laughs) I didn't see any, like, evidence of it. Uh, but she did do this interview and she was talking about, you know, we need more town halls. We need more education being put out there. Okay. And she was diagnosed with diabetes in 95. Cause I was like, I knew it was like before like 96 or not 96 before flame, but it's, I think it was like definitely before it was definitely after, um, it was in the nineties, but it was like after burning. So it was 95 is, after Jim's was released. But I thought it was before then. I swear it was before then. I really gotta go get that book. Maybe I'll ask for that for Christmas. Get me the Patty LaBelle book. Um but she talked to the uh she did this interview and she talked to this guy and yeah just wanting to get she was super nervous and talking about super nervous um, the, this finally, finally, this one interview, right, by Patty and Arsenio Hall. First of all, I tweeted them already, but can we please get an Arsenio Hall and Patty reunion? I love, we all adore and love their, um, interviews that he did with them back in the day. She was, she swears she was on his show a lot. Uh, I, I think at least like six times. Lost 20 pounds in the last three weeks and I'm going to keep on losing until I lose 40 more and I'm going to be real cute, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I might lose 10 more after that. I don't know because it feels good to lose this weight. Now you're doing the, you know, the, the uh, Lasorda no, thing? or No, new- darling, I'm just doing zip your lip. And, oh. you know, <laughs> on his show or like on 
his sh- adjacent show or something like that. Um, they seem like they had a really great friendship. I don't know what happened. We don't really see them anymore or talk about each other anymore. I know they had a close relationship. I do remember the um, BET Honors. He hosted. I was so excited. I was so excited because I thought we were going to get like a moment moment. But uh, he hosted the BET Honors and she was one of the, I think it was like one of the last BET Honors. Uh, and like, I think 2016 or something. And she got her award and she gave her a short and sweet speech. I thought she was going to give a longer speech or something. Uh but we didn't even get a moment. I thought we were going to get a moment. But can we get them a reunion? Even they just talk about the old stuff still. You know, the Caesar's Palace days, the Vegas days, the shows days, the cooking on the road, the fur. Just give us a moment. I want another moment because they were so hilarious. And he just, like, adored Patty. And she just had so much fun with him. But this one interview, I think it was, like, the 92-ish. Um, maybe 91. No, no, no. It was 92. When, uh, she's promoting out all night and I didn't know she was promoting, but that's what she came on the show to do. And she also saying, we finally, thank you to the person who uploaded the entire, um, interview. And we finally got the entire performance of when you love somebody on the show. I'm thinking Patty was very nervous, but either Patty's very nervous, but I don't think she's ever nervous with singing, but she's either very nervous or she doesn't know the, she doesn't know the words or her voice isn't, you know, up to like par to where she feels freer to sing. And either, I think it was maybe her voice. Maybe she's like having voice issues or something, but she was definitely nervous during this interview. She was promoting the show out all night. Joanne Martin was there. I think, you know, Dwayne, um, Vivica Fox, they were in their earlier years. So, you know, it wasn't like commotion and, you know, praise like we like they get now because when Dwayne, he was like, yeah, we have Dwayne. No, Dwayne Martin, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne Martin. Uh, They were like, Dwayne Martin. And like two people clapped. (laughs) So it was just like, okay. Um. She cussed on Patty Cursed and they bleeped it out. It was like this weird moment. The nail, her nail got clipped in the fan. She was so nervous. Um, it was a really good interview, though. It was a chaotic interview. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. Her nail, she cursed. I'm blanking. Go check it out, it's on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, she was very nervous. And I'm just like, why is she so nervous? Uh, but that, that, the reason why I wanted that one, I really wanted to see that one interview was because there's this gift going around where she's like drinking water and kind of like her eyes get bucked and like side eyeing a little bit. And it's really funny. So I was like, wait, I want to see this interview. I need to see this interview. And her hair is amazing. Her makeup is done. The nails are done. I was just like, oh, wow. I really want to, um, oh, oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank, thank God to the person who, uh, who uploaded. Cause I really, really wanted to see that. Cause there's all the other clips. There's a, uh, from the gems era, the 91 era. Um, 
the one in the like 89 where she did over the rainbow there's the one where she did i can't complain there's all the and then you know the the prince interview i think that's pretty much it the interview her last on her um her last appearance on his show when oh she was like can i say nbc i don't know if that was before or after the um little because one of the reasons why Arsenio got, well, I think the reason why he got um, canceled, I'm sorry, I was trying to think of the word, his show got canceled was because he had, I think either he had um, Minister Farrakhan on the show or it was like some kind of like support from Minister Farrakhan on the show. And I think that's the reason, one of the reasons why, or the reason why he got, it was like a political game, and that's why he got canceled. Um, and so, like, her last uh, interview with him, she was like, she was singing um, Winter and You, beautiful, beautiful acapella, just her and the piano, her running and ripping, not running and ripping, but it was just so beautiful and, like, effortless, effortlessly and she sings at the end, I know you know why you got canceled, why you're leaving. And uh, it was like, a, oh, oh, a very sad moment, very cute moment. It's on my YouTube page, uh, The Dare Show Podcast. By the way, welcome to The Dare Show Podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk a little Madonna. Okay, listen to the first sponsor, who is Anchor. And I have this fierce single that Sammy McKinney and these little guys put together, baby. I got a single that'll make you jump up and dance. And if you can't dance to that, you got a hole in your soul, okay? Mm. <laughs> okay, welcome back to the Dare Show podcast. The song of this week, I think I want to say the song of this week is going to be Frozen by madonna um it's off of her ray of light album it's a beautiful ballad she sings it on her madam x live show um like i said i'm i'm not a huge fan of madonna but i do enjoy me some madonna right uh and i last night i watched her madam x live concert i don't want to know why she decides to if any of the um rebel heart right wait what do they call it rebels rebel hearts whatever if any of the madonna fans first of all if any of the madonna fans are listening i want to know why she and it's not in a bad way because i love her um visual i love her album her concert dvds and I love her live albums. She puts out lives at live albums. She's put lives live albums out for the past like six or seven albums. Uh, and I found that I'm like, it's it's a great uh, attraction. It's a great thing to do, right? Because not a lot of people do it. Not a lot of people have it. And I feel like it does expose uh, uh, people that don't listen to her. It, you get a different version of her, right? I'm going to jump around, but first of all, I do want to say, what a career. What a career. As we do know, Madonna is working... Oh, shoot. 
Madonna is working on a um a movie. Is she going to tell the truth? I think she. I feel like Madonna is very honest. Is she going to tell the truth in her movie? Because I saw her interview when she was promoting Madame X Live. She did a. Jimmy Fallon used to be so entertaining, so funny. Now his hair is a mess. He needs a haircut. He needs a new joke. He's just so fucking corny. He's just like Ellen corny. And it's just like, oh, I can't watch this shit. But Madonna, what was I talking about? (laughs) Madonna is, what a career. Is she going to tell the truth with her? Because she was telling the story on Jimmy. That's what I was talking about. She was telling the story on Jimmy about how she loves that there was this movie being made, but nobody asked her about it. And so she was like, this uh, misogynistic director was going to film it. And she's just like, why don't I just write the movie or help you guys make this movie? So I'm just like, and I feel like, you know, throughout her careers, I've seen, you know, some interviews. She's very honest. She's very guarded is she gonna tell the truth in the movie she's told her truth throughout some parts but sometimes you know i listened to this um howard stern interview in 2015 for the rebel heart yeah the rebel heart album i really do enjoy that album that's probably one of my favorite madonna albums definitely it's so like corny but it's corny in a um, it, the corniness doesn't make me not want to listen to it. And it's really good. It's corny lyrics, but they're good lyrics. The beat's great. She's serving a little vocal every now and then. A barely vocal every now. I'm not even going to lie. Madonna's not the singer. But I didn't mean to say that. But I didn't mean to bring that up. But we all know it's true. But anyways. Uh, is she going to tell the truth in her movie, you guys? I don't know. I feel like she will... Will it be edited? I don't know if they're going to edit her because I know she's not for that kind of shit. Hopefully she will. We'll see. Uh, So I'm going to jump around a little bit because I like I wasn't going to talk about it, but I do have some things I want to say because I was having a little Madonna moment the past couple of days, right? Started with, you're frozen. I love that. I do really love that song. Why do I sound so nasally? So her whole thing with this show and the Madam X concept, which is what I believe, is Madam X is all of these different quote unquote characters she's been playing throughout her career. They're all one person. And you know what? When people start doing that, combining the career into one thing, I start getting a little nervous. Like, girl, what you know that I don't know? What you what you doing now? Why are you doing that? Is something about to happen? I don't like that. Um, Madonna. Art is here to prove that all safety is an illusion. That is like, it starts off with like this very annoying. She's at the typewriter. There's this man doing like these movements to like the typewriter. And then there's the gunshots. And he's like, boom, 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 boom on the ground, shaking, gyrating. And it's, that happens for like five, it's like five minutes. And I'm like, I can't take it. 
Art is here to prove that all safety is an illusion. If you know what that means, let me know, because I have no idea what that means. Uh, she's very inspired by B- James Baldwin, who is an American uh, black gay writer. Uh, back, 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 back in the day. Not too back in the day, but like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, and that's sort of, I guess, the whole Metamax thing really inspired, you know, all these inspirations, telling the story. I don't really, I didn't really get a story. <laughs> I didn't really get a story. It was just, you know, the album being talked about. I did not like the album so much, but I do like a couple of the songs on the album. Oh, the reason why I wanted uh, the Madam X thing. Madam X is all these people in her career combined into one. So I'm just like, Madonna, do you know who you are? And the reason why I say that is because do you know who you are and do you like who you are? Because I feel like, you know, our childhood is always a part of us. It always has something to always do with us, right? Even in our adult lives, as I'm learning, as I'm, you know, I'm 27, I'm still learning and still grasping my childhood sometimes. Madonna, a story that stuck out to me with her, um, interview with Howard Stern was she was very poor, but she went to this like well-to-do-ish school or like Catholic school or something like that. And, you know, the clothes she wore, how she was, was lower class than her um, classmates. And she felt, she didn't felt, she felt like she didn't fit in. So I'm like, does she know who she is? Because that story just, like, reminded me. I mean, you see, like, her playing sort of these quote-unquote characters throughout her career. Maybe she's trying to find herself. But I'm still, like, in this day and age, does she know who she is? And I'm going to bring this back around also because she did adopt black children. And they were, like, in the interview... She adopted more black children since then, I believe. No, no, no. I think that's when she adopted the girls. Because she had the she had I think David. That's his name. David is with her last husband, Guy, and then she adopted I think three more girls, two or three more girls, black women, black um, children, and. What is the underlying reason why she adopted black children? But I feel like Madonna's always trying to fit in or find her place in certain things. So, she, you know, she did the R&B-ish music. She worked with Babyface. With, um, I think it was like Bedtime Stories. Then, you know, there's like these like... The pop shit in the beginning, the very, very pop stuff, the arm, the new R&B music on Hard Candy with the beats on Hard Candy, working with Pharrell and um, Kanye, uh, even this album has like, you know, a Portugal, Portuguese 
influence on the music. And I'm not saying you can't dibble and dabble in music, right? It is weird when a white woman does it. Because it does feel... I feel like there's always a reason or a way to tweak it. I mean, to look at it sideways. And then what I'm saying is just some stuff that I've looked at. But what is the reason why she adopted black children? Is it because she... And somebody, uh, Nikki Starr, I believe, she said this yesterday. She was like, it's easy for you as a white... Is, do you do what you do to blame it on fitting in or because my children are black so now I can act black because my children are black and it clicked with me with Madonna I was like oh is that what Madonna's doing is she does she adopt those children so she can be a part of the black culture or partake in the black culture because she there's her Instagram is a fucking mess she looks a mess on Instagram <laughs> Madonna looks a mess. She has like the braids, the black girl braids, the big lips, the black aesthetic, modern day black woman aesthetic on her Instagram. And it just looks like nobody's going to tell her anything. And I rem in the interview, Howard Stern was like, you adopted these children. These poor, innocent, not poor, innocent. You adopted these children that didn't have anything, and now you're bringing them to a better life. You're raising them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and you still got criticism for that. She's like, yeah, I know. I got criticism for it. How fucked up is that? And I'm like, maybe not then. It might have not been fucked. It might have been fucked up. Wait, maybe not then. It might have not have been specific reasons why it could have been fucked up, but now with you acting out and being looking like you heard Mammy from the hood when you're just Madonna from Detroit or not even Detroit, I think like Michigan, not even Detroit child. When you're just Madonna from Michigan, let me get into my notes. <laughs> it, can, it, it just, it rubs me off the wrong way. It's, Shut up if you know what I'm saying. God Control, my favorite song. I do enjoy that song. It is a different... She's... Okay, I think she's using Autitude and she's wearing a fucking grill while she was singing this entire album. That's why I did not enjoy it that much because I could not understand exactly what she was saying. So when I'm watching it, I can actually see you know her mouth moving and kind of put words together. God Control, she's wearing this colon these colonial outfits... The choreography, Madonna, this choreography, she looked pretty good doing. Sometimes Madonna can come off as white woman dancing. You know, in her early career days, she was kicking and twisting and popping and locking and pussy popping and dipping and dropping it. And she looked amazing. Or she looked, you know, it was fluent. She looked really good. And then I think it was like towards like the 90s where it was just like, girl, you don't look so good doing that. <laughs> Maybe late 90s, you know, the body gets a little creaky. I think she's like 40-ish, going on 40. So, yeah. Um, 
And sometimes, you know, the choreography on Madonna does not look good. It looks like, girl, I'm trying to keep up. These bones aren't clicking like they used to. But some moments during the show, it did look really good. Uh, the colonial costumes were very... <laughs> in my opinion, it was just, like, unnecessary. Like, why do we have to keep costuming, costuming like this? Um, the choreography was so fucking happy for this sad social conscious song it was very confusing and then the audience's uh reaction was it's like is this the same song y'all listen listening to because i'm not gonna be popping and dropping into we all got we whatever the words are god control everybody knows the dance nobody's pussy popping to this song then we get into human nature nature uh, it was under most of the songs, like her, the remixes to the songs, like to her old songs, they were very underwhelming to watch. I was just like, oh, okay. I'd rather listen to it. I do love Human Nature. I think that's one of my favorite Madonna songs. Again, you know, in the video, the box braids, the cornrows. I mean, not box braids, there were cornrows. I'm like, is that necessary, ma'am? Hello. Nobody. Whatever. What does that say? Hard moment. It was very weird to watch. The choreography was uncomfortable. I don't find... I'm like, as a society, do we find Madonna attractive enough to watch her rub on her pussy at this time and place? I don't. At the end... We have this very, like, hood moment because the song is very, like, hip-hop adjacent. Hip-hop, uh, or hip-hop 90s vibe. Not even vibe. The, let me see who. Um, produced that song. Because the song, you know, has this, like, beat to it. And... It's a really good song, but at the end, you know, she has, like, all of her da- black dancers and then her black children come on, and her two kids, they have to be, like, under 10. And at the end of the song, it's, I'm not your bitch. And I'm not sorry. Oh, don't put your shit on me. I'm not your bitch. And they're all, like, mouthing it. And the kids are mouthing it. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? what's going on? The kids are mouthing it. And they're, like, saying it. I'm just like, okay. It's not my child. I would not be saying, having my children sing this song or say it out in public like this. Like, okay. Dave Hall, that's who performed? Dave Hall. Okay, so yeah. Oh, Dave Hall, the one who's married to Wanda Sykes, who did a lot of music with Mariah. So, I'm like, it's not my cup of tea to have my children out here singing songs like this. But anyways, it's very comfortable to watch. I'm like, where's Lourdes? Where is Rocco? Why Why you got the black children out here doing this? None of my business. 
not my children. <laughs> Where is Anchor? Um, now, Madonna, during this Madame X tour, she did um, smaller theaters instead of like big arenas. Child, I don't know what small theater this was. She's like, I'm in a small theater. That theater looked bigger than the Apollo Theater. I've never been, just pictures. I'm like, what theater is this? Because this is a big ass theater. Um, another thing, okay, the one thing that really confuses me and Madonna and these, <sighs> I saw her do it on her, uh, on the, um, what was that? Not Rebel Heart. The one in 2012. Shit, what's the name? What's the name of that album, y'all? Give me a second. MDA, MDNA World Tour. I remember her doing this thing on the MDA World Tour where she asked for money from the audience as she, like, stripped off her clothes and she kind of, like, she's a little mean. She's a little mean to them. She was like, give me your fucking money. <laughs> it's going to charity tonight. All the money raised is going to charity. And she does that again with the this on this show. And she's like taking her Polaroid and she's like this Polaroid will go to whoever has the highest bidder. And so all these people are like bidding money to her in Euros. And I'm like, okay, why is she doing this? It's very awkward. It's very weird. You're taking straight up money from your audience your fans and telling them they've already spent money on a fucking ticket why don't you just give half of the proceeds to your charity or a charity or whatever charity that you're dealing with it could it could come off very skeptical <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like okay yeah you say you're gonna give it but are you actually gonna give it i'm not i'm just saying i'm not really questioning i'm just saying i'm just like okay this is very weird i don't it's just very uncomfortable to watch i don't like it why not just give money to your charity <sighs> from the proceeds of the show you're making five million dollars in sales this like the stats are online you're making five and six seven million dollars doing these shows <sighs> whatever it's not my not my fan base not my queen. <laughs> Anyways, so this last thing I do want to talk about with Miss Madonna and the Madame X live tour, live show, whatever this was. She has a song called Batuka. Now, the it's like this call and response chanting thing she does. A very upbeat 
especially in the video, it's like that we're seeing white, not we're seeing like you know the color. They're wearing white. These beautiful brown skinned women wearing white, and they're seeing ocean, and it's like these beautiful imageries, pop of imagery, imageries, and it's coming after a, a very. It's probably the most happiest song on the set list. <laughs> after like American Life, American Life. Um, after like Vogue and American Life and all these, you know, God Control and these heavy auto tune shit, heavy songs. We had like this one upbeat moment with the Batu, wait, Batu, but wait, Batuka, Batucaderas, Batucaderas. The, the Betuka Adera's Orchestra. Now, these women... This whole thing has to do with slavery, right? So, the Betukas... The, or the Betuka Adera's... They were... It has to do with the slave... Oh, wait, I'm trying to process it, right? Okay. Portugal took slaves from Africa, took Africans, made them slaves... They brought them back or something like that, whatever, whatever. And the Batuka people, I hope I'm saying this correctly, or the Batuka women, they would play on these drums. And so the slave people were like, okay, you guys are trying to rebel, but they're just, you know, doing their drumming, happy shit. I, I don't think they were drumming. They were rebelling. So, they would take away their drums. I think they had drums. So, they would take away their drums, and they ended up, I think, playing on their laps. And then, that's how, like, modern day, they formed into, like, we're still gonna do our thing. We're not necessarily rebelling like you think we are. But it, it also was, like, this thing where they form their drums out of, like, clothing. They make drums out of clothing and, like, a leather strip or something like that. It was very, like, kind of confusing. But anyways, that's the Batuka story. So she finds, she talks about how she was in Portugal and she went out one night and her friend takes her out and to the special event, the special moment to, like, not necessarily this bar place and the Batuka period, the Batuka women they played for her and so she's like okay can we do a song together so i'm just like okay here we go with the white shit so i'm side-eyeing this a little bit because the the batuka song the song batuka is sort of like you know this she was like this like this feminist song it's the song about freedom um not necessarily like freedom but like it was sort of like Madonna's point of view of where she wanted to go with it. And I'm like, I feel like I wish she would have maybe incorporated. That's another thing, like this white aspect. She's like feminism. But I'm like, their story is most, is, you know, you're telling a story about their slavery experience and how they've overcome slavery in their own way. By patting, now that, you know, they pat on their laps. Because then they have drums. So I'm like, why not? Why do we have to have the weird white woman point of view? And not sort of like a collaboration point of view. And she was just like, 
um, this collaboration of their history point of view with possibly your message. Why not combine it instead of sort of... Because it was definitely coming off like, this is my point of view. And, you know, of course, this is my song. This is my album. It was just like, girl, come on. And I wish, you know, she's just like calling, responding. She's, you know, just talking, basically, in the song. It's a catchy, cute song. Um, the women, they didn't know English, so they had like a translator. She was like, let's translate it was kind of funny because they have never recorded on mics yada 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 it's a bittersweet moment because it is sweet you're exposing this history that people don't know about um exposing these women which is a beautiful moment but then there's like this white woman colonizer type moment where it's like you're taking over and not necessarily exposing, I feel like, in a correct way. If that makes sense. And then she had, like, this Holy Ghost moment, right? The song is very, like, chanting and the beats and the drums and stuff. And she has, like, this Holy Ghost moment. And it's just like, girl... <laughs> embarrassing it's really embarrassing it's embarrassing it's a creatively weird embarrassing dance that she did Madonna is so fucking corny at her core she's very white very Michigan at her core she tries to be or tries to come off as other or dibbles and dabbles in other cultures and stuff like that it's just like no Anyway, that's all I have to say about Miss Madame X Alive. What did you guys think about the show? If you watched it, if you listened to the album, what do you think about it? If you like the album, what do you think about it? Like I said, it was just too much auto-tune and grill for me to listen to and enjoy. Uh, yeah. On that note, I'm going to get out of here. If you'd like to follow me, um, leave a comment at the Dare Show podcast on YouTube. Um, the Dare Show, um, My Love, My Need Tonight on Instagram. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. Uh, check out the YouTube page. Click around. Check it out. There's lots of fun, funny patty moments and other stuff on there. My other, what is it, 47, 48 uh, podcasts are on there. Last week's episodes are up still. Uh, everything's up there. Thank you for listening. Thing. One more thing before I go. You can also watch me on A Different World. I'm still Dwayne Wayne's mother, too, okay? And, oh, I'm going to be doing that uh, in October. A long episode so I can beat Diane Carroll up, okay? Okay.